Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Climax. I'm Rebecca Reed, And I'm Angelica Malin. And this week we are talking about safe sex. Uh, but classic us, we're not going to do boring. It's not going to be like a. Le- it's not going to be like a PS PSAG. Is that what they called it? Uh, I think yeah. I think that's what. PSAG. My school was called life skills, and we didn't <laughs> learn about sex. We learned how to get out of a car without showing your pants. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about safe sex, uh, but not just like a lecture about using condoms. Don't get condoms. No, we're going to talk in a fun way. Yeah, fun, exactly. fun, safe sex. Fun, safe sex. Safe sex doesn't have to be boring, and safe sex can be a good thing. Yeah. And also, it is actually technically se- uh, Sexual Health Week this week. There we go, perfect. It's, yeah. like, it's like we planned it's it. It's like we planned it. So we're also going to be joined by some very exciting guests who are going to talk to us all about their opinions about safe sex, their experiences, um, and why they think that safe sex is important. So Jelly, who have we got joining us? So we have Talani from the Receipts Podcast, which is a fantastic podcast I'm kind of obsessed with. It out. Um, just so funny, great, honest chat about everything that women go through and, and they give their advice. So Talani from the Receipts Podcast is joining us. And Monica, who is the founder of The Femme Medic, um, which is a website about women's health. I meant she's going to be coming and talking about sexual health, so it's perfect. Amazing. Hi, so this week's episode, which is all about sexual health, we are joined by the wonderful Monica from the Fen Medic. Can you tell us a little bit about the Femedic? Sure. So the Femedic is um, an educational women's health publication, um, and we deal specifically with areas of women's health considered taboo. So we cover stuff like sexual health, which is obviously why I'm here. Um, but we also cover stuff like menstruation, um, menopause, contraception, thrush, incontinence, stuff that people don't want to talk about, but mm. affects almost every woman. Um, yeah, so we're a, a web, we're a website, we're a discussion space, and we also run events um, around London as well. That's, that's so cool. Because I think there's a really, really important thing to have, not for two reasons. Number one, that women can often feel very embarrassed asking about things, mm-hmm. but also that women often get told that what's going on in their body is just to do with the uterus. Yeah, nothing for sure. else. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's a natural focus on reproductive health. It's mm. like the core of your being and your worth. It's ridiculous. If you go to the doctor and you say, like, I'm having headaches, they're like, is it a womb headache? <laughs> or they'll be like, you're a bit stressed, are it's you? Stress, stress, and you're like, lady stress. Yeah. Lady stress. <laughs> I yeah. do think that there are so many, like, myths about women's health and I remember like growing up the amount of things that you would think would be true and that they just weren't and I feel like so, there was so much of you couldn't talk about yeah for sure I think my worst one was I think I was 23 when I found out that you can take the morning after more than twice 
And I genuinely really? believed you were allowed to take it two or three times and then it really, really damaged your fertility. Yeah, I heard that too, actually. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. It was considered like a like a real thing. I remember just having a f- massive fear of tampons because of toxic so- shock syndrome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I know is a real thing, but I would like get so freaked out by it. But do you know anyone, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but do you know anybody who's ever had it? No. I don't know anybody. I've read about it, but I've yeah. not met anybody who's had it. So it can't be But the mad, way it was no. advertised when we were at school was yeah, like, yeah. it was really one easy. Of, one of you will get DSS <laughs> probably today. And it actually got to such a bad extent that I, like really recently, like maybe a year ago, had managed to convince myself that there was a tampon like up there and I'd forgotten. <gasps> I remember this. Yeah, and I'd <laughs> forgotten and put another one in. That's what I thought in my head. Yeah. And so I was like fished around for ages trying to find it. And I was like, how could it get in like this far? But I was convinced it wasn't there. So I went to my GP who luckily was so lovely. And she was like, don't worry. It's not the first time I've had to do this. Oh. And she was like, she had a little route around. And she was like, your vagina is like not that big. It's not going to be like hiding in the cavity. <laughs> like there's no cupboard. Right. Take a right and then a left. And then it's up a bit. And she, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a job that I'd want to do. And she, there was nothing there. So obviously, <laughs> but it was because of like toxic shock. I was like, if it's yeah. in there. I'll die. I'll definitely die. die. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing how much we will believe. Do you, are there any other sort of ones that you, only things women tend to believe? Um, it's sort think? of more what I think women aren't told or that women don't think is something like available to them. So specifically like that female pleasure is part of sex. Mm. Um, so kind of a big thing that we come across a lot and that we talk about a lot is that we're kind of, when we learn about sex and women are socialized into what sex should be, we're kind of told there's like a right way to have sex. There's a wrong way to have sex. Um, there's certain bodies that have sex. There's certain types of sex. It ends when the man comes, orgasm's mm. the goal. Um, you always see like white, thin, cisgender bodies, like able bodies having sex. Um, and there's not really a focus on masturbation. Like most women have to learn it the hard way. Um, yeah. Or the easy way or the good way, however you want to um, just call that discovery Good way, process. but the lonely way. Yeah, but it's just kind of something that, um, I don't know, we're sort of talking about now and lots of women come up to us and they say, well, actually, like, you know, I, I learned this, like, in a traumatic way or I was just jealous or I learned it when I was 40 or I've never, mm. is, have I ever had an orgasm? Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. It's just like, if we were just told something different when we were yeah. in high school. Actually, you know, the one that I really, really regret not being, or really actually resent not being told is I remember growing up and even, like, women's magazines or teenage magazines, there was stuff off by like intelligent together adult journalists said that like taught you that losing losing your virginity very loose term i don't like lose but having yeah, sex yeah, first yeah. time is supposed to hurt or it's normal that it hurts yeah and if you and, and i've been told by lots of gynecologists if you're suitably relaxed and there's foreplay it shouldn't be it might be a bit odd maybe a little bit uncomfortable but it certainly shouldn't be agony yeah and that's bizarre isn't it it's so bizarre it's so bizarre that that's that's the story we're told you're gonna have this amazing thing but the cost of it is that it's gonna just hurt you yeah and it will hurt and you will bleed and it will be traumatic yeah. the first time and it just normalizes this normalizes this idea that pain is just part of this essential essential part of like being a woman yeah um, and experiencing what that is and that's just absolute like crap but also i think women really end up suffering from that because i know a lot of people who have not gone to the doctor for years and years about various different issues because they've been socialized into believing that pain is just yeah just part of it yeah for yeah. sure and also, like, there is, um, like, a bias, a conversation about bias in medicine where um, doctors kind of will not believe women that they're in pain or they'll understate yeah. the pain that they're in. Um, I was reading stats today saying something like women are less likely to be to receive CPR if they, f- um, like, faint on the street and wow. stuff like that. Um, and, like, heart disease, women are more likely to die from heart disease, which is not to do with pain, but it's more kind of as well that um, there needs to be a basically a gender-specific approach to, like, because mm. men and women experience pain differently. Well, I was always told, apparently, and there may not be a full ring of truth to this, that we see 
fewer female heart attacks on television because with with breasts you can't rip a shirt open and attach stuff. Yeah. So with the watershed, they're not allowed to show that much cleavage. So a heart attack for a woman means that they can't show it before eight thirty. So you just don't see heart attacks, which means that women are, are genuinely believe they're less likely to have a heart attack. Yeah. God, Which that's so terrifying. crazy. And I also never thought about it, but I yeah. also don't associate heart attacks with women. No, I think yeah, that's probably other. because of that. Yeah. And they have different symptoms as well for women. Um, but you never see those symptoms you don't, because you only no. see men shaking their left arm and then keeling over. Yeah. And also, I read this really scary thing that loads of women don't realise they're having a heart attack because they're not taught oh. to look for Because they think it's going to be this dramatic, like, my heart, my heart. Mm. But it's it's not... Um, what so do, do you realize. know what does happen? <laughs> um, I, it's, again, it's not kind of one of the areas I cover a lot, but I think it's just kind of a bit more subtle. So, like, you'll feel you'll feel like pain and stuff, but you won't be as dramatic. I have to look into yeah. it. But I might. I tell you what, we, may, we will look it up and we will add it on to the end. Yeah, we'll, yeah no, do. Yeah, all, all the, all the NHS can tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a woman, please find out what heart attack symptoms are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we are very lucky to have been joined by Talani, who is going to tell us a little bit about herself. Hi, guys. I'm Talani, like you said. <laughs> I got the name right. Yeah, I got that name. I am one third of the Receipts podcast, which is a relationship lifestyle and a lot of sex. Really good. And a, probably a little bit inappropriate at times podcast, one that I do with two other girls. I'm also a writer and a host staff. And I'm just in and out of an industry because I'm just trying to eat. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> Basically, who isn't? Who isn't? Um, so we were just chatting about actually weirdly fe- women having heart attacks, which is not fully oh, relevant. Okay. <laughs> it's my heart oh. conversation that way. But we were about to move on to talking of STIs. Okay. So um, Monica runs an a website called Fomedic. Yep. Oh, right. Okay, cool. Which is uh, basically, it's, it's a resource. Maybe you said, maybe you said, So it's an educational women's health publication. Okay. So we basically cover areas of women's health considered taboo. Um, sexual health, one of the key areas that we cover. Mm. Um, and we also do like events and sort of a discussion. Oh, nice. We're a discussion platform as well as like a resource. Yeah. Nice. So a friend of mine at university got chlamydia, as people are of wanting course. to do. Yeah. Um, and she rang me in absolute like floods of tears and she was like, and it was with her long-term boyfriend. Yeah. So I, 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 I accept that some of it was that she was upset that he'd obviously cheated. cheated but yeah. anyway, so she had chlamydia, floods and floods and floods of tears. She said to me, and I am di- I'm directly quoting, I think I might rather have had cancer. Whoa. Whoa. Now, obviously, she was young and dramatic and probably drunk. Yeah. And I'm sure she would take that back. But... That, that I still think about that when I think about stigma and STIs. Yeah. And how and, and how I, and I think there is truly still a very very deep stigma. About There's a STIs. lot of shame around STIs. The idea like that you're dirty because you've got one. Yeah, and yeah. It's just yeah. Sure. It's not something you can talk about. Not something you can talk to your friends or family yeah, about. Yeah. I think it's the one thing I wouldn't talk. To. I, I, I don't think general. I would. I can't imagine having something. They'd be like, "Hey, girls. <laughs> yeah. How's everything? Clear, yeah. Hey. Like, yeah. I do think as much as I am very open with my friendships, and we talk about so many." things but I do think I'd find it really difficult to be like I've I've got this thing now mm. because I do think it, like you said it makes it seem like you're a little bit dirty mm. or like you've been silly by not protecting yeah, yourself and it. I think it, that's what it is yeah for sure it's really hard because like with any kind of illness that you might have it's like how much would you share anyway yeah mm. like I mean if you were had a chest infection and you were coughing up like green mucus would you be like hey <laughs> hey pals like um, yeah yeah want a bit of a sore chest yeah. Yeah. yeah but you might you might tell your girlfriends like oh I'm worried about this and I'm gonna check it but I yeah. think there's like but there is that additional stigma of like uncleanness or like yeah, ir- absolutely. irresponsibility is a big one as well that women should yeah. be modest yeah. and yeah. like take yeah. control of themselves yeah absolutely yeah. Um, but then even my very even I mean I don't love the word promiscuous because it feels quite judgy but even yeah, my friends sure. who have a lot of sex um, I think 
they, they they would be fine about saying like I slept with thirty people, yeah. But they would be deeply ashamed of saying, yeah, um, I got gonorrhea. And yeah, those sure. two things. Having loads of sex is fine as long as you're doing it in a shiny, clean way. Yeah, with absolutely. Yeah, and it's not always like that. I mean, yeah, like. <laughs> I make a joke because, gosh, I haven't used a condom in so long. That sounds awful, but I also haven't had sex in so long. So. <laughs> That's right. But, like, when I was in my long-term relationships, we weren't using condoms because I was on the pill, so I was like, it's fine. And when it is, I think with your friend, it's a part of, like, yeah, I've got this thing, and also someone's massively betrayed me mm, and then given yes. me something on top yeah. of it. So it's like, whoa, yeah. it's like... That double whammy. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like you've betrayed me, you cheated on me, and then you were irresponsible by not... Yeah. cheating on me with a condom at the very least you yeah, could do use a condom it was use a condom if you were going to cheat then, on me yeah, I sure. also I have various friends whose partners have had sex with sex workers and I've then heard them being like oh my god I'm going to go have caught something and I want to be like do you realise the person who is least likely to give you yeah. one of things is a sex worker yeah, exactly. the safest sex of anyone is somebody who does it for a living yeah. it's going to be his friend from school who's he is, exactly yeah. yeah exactly and that is a very laddish kind of joke yeah, that exactly. you'd expect from like that kind of like hyper masculine like mm. check them off the Thing. I think also the fear of like discussing STIs is because a lot of people aren't educated on what they actually are. Yeah. So you get these horrible images of like these like, bulbous pussy things when actually most of it is like you might just get a bit of a cold or be a bit yeah, run down exactly. or take, or take yeah. a tablet a few times. Yeah. Um, so that's also I think that, like more education about that would definitely like. Dissolve. I do think school made me think it was yes. something that was pussy. Oh my god! Your vagina will start breathing and it's just like <laughs> into this thing. They, they they do that slide check. I went to all yes. girl Catholic school, so they were okay. So they were very big on the. They were, I'm not going to tell you how this happened, but, but we all this, know what yeah. we're talking about. Do you know yeah. what we had to do? We had to do a, a presentation where we had to actually find imi- like the gross images <gasps> and present it to the Yourself. class. Oh, yeah, and like now, yeah, but now I'm like, that's so messed up because they were trying to like like mess with us and make yeah. us afraid of yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. I bet that wasn't tempered with any education about like sex can be great. Yeah, only when you're married and that only for babies. No one has ever said to me like in school anything that sex is good. Like no, no one neither. made me feel like it neither. was something that feels no. nice or anything like that. It was scientific. Yeah, and if you did it badly, you got this. Yes, and I was okay. Cool, that that's sex. Then. That seems fine. Yeah. Then. <laughs> okay. I also, like, make it feel like something you'd ever want. To yeah, do it. Like, okay. Also, I feel like it, that's true. Actually, it, for, with me, it created this false understanding that it was something that my generation had invented is fun. Mm. It was like the grown-ups don't understand that it can be exciting, mm. and, and because of that, we were all rampantly fucking. Yeah, because we, because we thought that we were doing something rebellious. Absolutely, and cool. yeah. And actually, the best way to stop teenagers having sex is to be like, yeah, your mum and I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to join in with that. Do we think it's a problem that there's so much shame attached to STIs? Yeah, for sure. Because it's the more stigma attached to it, the less people are like being cautious of symptoms and actually discussing safe sex. Presumably, people are less likely to go to the doctor as well because they don't want to be. Yeah, I think so. But also, I think it just. Like, if you... It just creates this, again, This it perpetrates this thing of being unclean and, like, mm. responsibility, and that's that's all gendered as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of... Do you know, I saw the most terrifying thing. So there's a TV program called Glow, which is... I love Glow. Right. Yeah. In the, in the final... I don't know, somebody involved in the program, not a big character, dies of complications relating to HIV. Oh, yes. And somebody says yes. somebody else, you might struggle... You're going to struggle to find a funeral home that will take the body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that was the extent of, of phobia. And that, that, you know, when they when you see those pictures of, of Princess Diana working with AIDS orphans and you don't and I was like yeah cool she's a nice lady like whatever but when you realise that funeral homes wouldn't take bodies of people who died of HIV mm. and then suddenly this princess is holding these kids oh, with that's HIV that's why it was such a massive deal yeah. like uh, okay that's why it's so, such a kind of 
big deal. But it's, t- I mean, that, when that's in what, the last 20 years? Yeah, for that's sure. That's crazy. Yeah. And I reckon you'd still find places that would have that discrimination, particularly HIV is like a mm. particularly discriminated against. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. yeah. Condition. But, but what, different in different communities. So a friend of mine who is gay said, in the on on his in, in the London gay scene, it's obviously not considered ideal, but it's nowhere near considered to be as big of a deal mm. as, it, as it is. It used with, to be. with straight people, it's like, oh my god, I'm uh, this is, because I think the gay community is latched onto the reality that as long as you're medicated, yep. you can live a very long, very healthy life. Mm. And obviously, nobody wants to catch it, but if you catch it, then it's you know, yeah, it's okay. There's got this new yeah. thing called like PREP, yeah, and so you can kind of keep keep the the condition at like an undetectable level, which means right, it's okay. safe for you to have sex yeah. with it, um, which is obviously huge. Yeah. But huge, people don't huge, know huge. about it and people still think there's still that discrimination yeah. around. I always, I've always wondered actually, I think it must be very, very hard dating because at what point in the do you say it? Say, yeah, first date. Yeah. I've always thought third date would be the time to do it. I think you get it out early. I see. I get things out quite early as well because at the moment, like I said, I'm not having sex and I tell guys that very early on. I'm, like, I'm just not doing it for a little bit. No one's actually sexually awakened me so I don't want to and in their head it is challenge accepted like oh, no, I'm going to be what? the man yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 it's going to be me and they're yeah. like oh just I you wait baby kid you're not going to do it man, up, like, <laughs> it's not going to happen so I do I am very of the belief of saying things early because you know what their intentions are quite mm. early yeah. can you talk, us, talk to us about, about not having sex at the moment I just for what okay so like I was in a massively long term relationship so I was with my ex from when I was um, 14 to when I was 24 oh wow yeah That's exactly a like a time. massive chunk of my life so when we broke up, I was like, I'm cute, I'm smart, it's going to be so easy for me, I'll, I'll get a new boyfriend really quickly. So yeah. I was like, okay, for like a year or two, I was like, I'm going to get over him, because it was a massively big relationship, yeah. massive part of my life, and I was like, I don't really know who the fuck I am as a woman, because mm. I grew up with whoever he said I was, sort of thing. So I'm going to do this thing, it's just going to be me, I was like, I'm going to work really hard in my career, I'm going to do it, and then I was like, two years after, I was like, okay, I'm ready to date now. <laughs> Thinking like floods of people are going to come. <laughs> that never happened. What? And then I was just like, I just wasn't having sex. Nobody kind of made me want to. I wasn't like, I didn't feel like, oh my God, I want to sleep with this person. I was like, I'm just not going to do it then. Mm. Yeah, like, do you yeah. know what? I'm, I'm just not going to do it for a little while. And it's not been like this stable stuck thing like, no, you're never going to do it. And for a little while, I was like, should I just wait till I get married? If I'm not going to do it, if it's been yeah. like five years and I'm all right and okay. But I mean, I'm, I'm less okay now. Because honestly, my back could get broken into. Like it's, it's just I'm very bored of not having sex. But it's kind of like you know what? Like, but I, I'm not. The, I'm, I can't do casual. Yeah. So that's a massively the big part of it. Because if I was to have sex with someone and let's say he stops calling me, I would lose my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I just couldn't yeah. do it because so I'm aware of how I am emotionally, and there was no point me doing that, getting lost in that process, and then losing my mind. Especially because I'd only had sex with one person. Yeah. And yeah. that was the only person yeah. for a long time, and he like betrayed me sexually so like he cheated on me loads and Whoa. loads and loads so it was kind of like oh I just don't want to give that to someone like yeah. I just don't want to share that with you guys right now so yeah, if there's sure. someone that does come along that I do want to share it with it, but no one's made me feel like yeah especially yeah. when that's your early sexual experience yeah someone exactly you, if that's all you know like yeah. that it like moulds you as a person yeah somewhere. absolutely I mean I was I went I went right off casual sex like I, I've only ever had one night stand one one night stand in my life and when I met my husband uh, we were talking about like because I was saying I'm not you know I'm not really ready to have sex yet and he, yeah. yeah, of course, cool. And then I th- the thing is, I only really want to have sex with you when I, when you know you're going to want to keep having sex with me. Yeah. I don't want you to have sex with me and then decide whether or not you want to keep having yeah, sex with absolutely. me. Yeah, absolutely. And so we waited maybe like two months, which is not uh, not terribly long. Mm. But compared to a lot of my friends, that seems quite long. Yeah. yeah. How long do you usually wait? Um, 
I know it's been a so while. So I... <laughs> we, um, it's been a while as well for you? Uh, no, no, well, I, I've been in a long-term relationship for a oh, while. Okay. It's been a while since I've had first sex. Okay. Um, but I remember very clearly that I had it... I always had it in my head that you had to only have sex with someone once you decided that it was something proper. And you couldn't, <laughs> have, yeah. you couldn't just have sex. So um, when I met my boyfriend... Now we've been together four years. I, I made him wait a while and then I basically asked him whether or not we we're exclusive, basically as it was about to happen. Mm. And then he was like, yes, I think we're exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the ultimate compromising yeah. situation. There was no way there was no know. way he was saying no at that point. I and think then we had it's sex. okay. I think it's okay to want, like, it's, it's totally fine to want to have random sex with everyone. Yeah. Totally fine. But also okay not to. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I hear much less about the latter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think when I do, because I'm very sexually positive, so I talk about sex all the time. I'm not like a prude with mm. mind friends sort of about. So I, when I say to people, I'm not having sex, they're like, well, but you're talking about it all the time. I'm like, it's, 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 it's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm okay. It's weird that we've gone from that strange judging people that are having low sex judging people that are not having mm, low sex yeah. and there's this kind of like okay yeah. what okay, is it I said I said somebody recently I feel like you shouldn't have sex with somebody unless getting pregnant wouldn't be a big deal for you with them either because you'd have an abortion or because you would do it on your own or because they'd have a baby with you yeah. but it's, if you're having a lot of sex with somebody you need to have thought about what would happen mm-hmm. and there is no wrong answer to that yeah. question but you need to have thought about it the person I was speaking to was like that's so judgmental you can't say that I was like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. I just mean like it is a realistic possibility, yeah. and just have think, just think about what you would do. Mm. But, but that's think, taboo. I think. I think it, that's if to them it probably sounds like you're clamping down on their freedom just yeah. to like do whatever and sleep with whoever and like what's the matter? We're young and free and yeah. like thinking about the responsibility side. And I, but I think if you're totally if you know that you would be fine with having an abortion, then you're you're easy. You're free to go. But if you know that that would be really hard for you, and you know you don't want children, then you do need to have a you need to have a think about mm. and 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 be belt and braces. And I know, and I the condom usage amongst my contemporaries has gone right down. Yeah, as we've got into our like mid late twenties. It's just because it's like wouldn't be a big deal if I got pregnant. No, I think because you know, the people who are on the pill but have stopped using condoms. It's, yeah. yeah, it's really yeah. bad because I got it because I kind of it's weird. I've always school rammed it into me that condoms are to prevent. Yeah. But I still saw it as like, oh no, it's just prevent babies. Like yeah. if I'm on the pill, I'm yeah. preventing babies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you're yeah. not thinking about no, there is STIs. Yeah, there is yeah, all absolutely. of that to consider. So it's not just about yeah. like babies. And also, I think the thing with the condoms is that my understanding is that because my friends are all in their mid to late twenties having sex with other like educated, working, mid to late 20s people, they assume that none of them have STIs because yeah. they think they're not the types or they think they would just know. And that is so yeah. deeply Would untrue. you guys, if you met someone new, because I said, if I, when I meet someone new and I feel ready to have sex with them, I'd want us both to get tested. Yeah, okay. yeah. Would you do that and how would you bring up that conversation? I think it's just, but to me that's just a part and parcel of stopping using condoms. I mean, when, when my husband and I got together, we had both recently been tested. Oh, okay. Um, then. And we yeah. hadn't slept with anybody new since we had been tested, so we didn't go again. Yeah. But we, we both had a clean bill of health from recent. I thought, I honestly, hand on heart, would find it a really difficult conversation to, to have. Yeah, and like, yeah. as much as I'd like to say, <clears throat> oh, I want you to get tested, I don't know that I would say that. Really? I know that's bad, but I mean, we're talking about taboo. It's, yeah. I think I would find it hard to, to have that conversation because yeah. I don't know why but I, I don't know if it would f- I feel like I'd be saying oh I'm not sure if you're clean which I don't know That's one of my very but then you're not sure if they're yeah. clean yeah. Yeah. Also, <laughs> they're clean we should, I think we not should clean. try you're not get... sure if they have yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm the same I use clean as a default but actually yeah. I think we, we should try and move away from it because it's the opposite's dirty but then yeah. also like you everyone should have the responsibility for themselves to, to check themselves as well so yeah. if you're kind of 
obviously it's a conversation you should have with people yeah. but if someone I think it's a it's a fine line between sounding a bit like accusatorial or something mm. else because if someone if, if it's someone I liked and I was like you, could you get tested I'd be like yeah fine yeah but I think if it's at the wrong time at the wrong place I'd be yeah. like well of course I'm in control of my own sexual health yeah yeah, like, yeah of course yeah I think I would probably be like, I, I would probably frame it as um, I'm on the pill I would I'm actually not so this wouldn't happen my cell use condoms with my husband but um, yeah. I would say something along the lines of I was thinking it'd be really great if we could stop using condoms so maybe yeah, I'll go get it. the pill and we'll yeah. both get checked yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. actually there was a guy there was a friend of mine who used to like when he did that with girls he'd be like let's go to lunch together and then we'll go to the clinic and then we'll go to the pub <laughs> that's afterwards. quite sweet and if yeah. you go to Dean the, the one on Dean Street in Soho is like two hours I don't know why I'm looking at you Jill <laughs> <laughs> like you're always there um, it's, it's, it's a rapid rapid I think it's like two or four hours turnaround for, for yeah that's such a good sexual health clinic it's that one. amazing oh yeah. okay um, and they're very you know, they're very nice and very easy and there's lots of yeah it's a great place to be so that's a big shout out to Dean to, uh, to the, not the Dean Street townhouse that is a lovely restaurant yeah. <laughs> it is how Don't I got go there. Um, so yeah Dean Street um, Express uh, uh, 50, 16, I think they have a few different services. But I, the, what you said before about um, when you've been seeing someone for a while and then you're like, I think it would be good if we got checked, that's what I did and it worked really well. Yeah, I think it's making it yeah, we, not you. Yeah, like it's not just you doing it, yeah. you will both yeah, together, do it. Together, yeah. I would do it as well. As well yeah. Because you're yeah. saying, like, we're together now, like, I'm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. also, like, you just never know. People have multiple partners. People, I like, people multi date. Yeah. So it's doing our dating period and before X, because if we are having sex, and you're sleeping with other people. I can't yeah. be sure that you're protected with oh, them. I would, yeah, use con- sure. I would always use condoms until we, until I was exclusive with somebody. Mm. Unquestionably, they're actually interesting. The sexual health services suggest that you should still get checked once a year if you're in a monogamous relationship or marriage. Yeah, because you just don't know what the other person's doing. Yeah. Yeah. See that? See that to me. I would feel re- I think I would find that really accusatory. If my husband was like, "Should we go and get tested?" I'd be like, "Yeah, Are yeah, you yeah, fucking yeah, 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 yeah." Would you do it on your own without telling him? Because I would. No, yeah, I would. I, I would mean, absolutely. I, I would feel able to. It's about your own health. Absolutely. Yeah. I would feel able to, but I, I, I feel secure. I feel so secure within my marriage that I wouldn't feel the need to. Mm. Yeah, I get what um, you mean. Yeah, but I would always keep an eye out. If, if I was having a symptom that seemed like it might be attached to anything, yeah. then I absolutely would go. Mm. Um, I think it's with your past experiences, isn't it? If yeah. You're with someone who's cheated or something like that, that puts you on edge. Yeah. If you've, if you've, I've never been cheated on. Mm. Also, have I, you I, know, I know where Marcus is lucky. literally all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I, I never don't know where he is. Yeah. Um, Ever like by any boyfriend? Just, no, or do no, you just well, not know? Then I was in a I was in an open relationship for um four year four four and a half years. I find that so, so interesting. We knew everything. Right. Was okay. So there was no cheating there at all. And then yeah, and then I got together with my husband when I was twenty two. We got married when we were twenty six. When I was twenty six, and we've been married for a year. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Simple life. How was yeah. the open relationship? Mixed. Okay. <laughs> I think my main takeaway from it is that I'm not an open relationship person. I don't think I could do it. It doesn't suit me at all. Was it just like, what What about it didn't suit you? So I am a very naturally monogamous person. I'm a very mm. single-focused person. And I find it very hard to be in love with more than one person at any one time. So if I started seeing somebody else, I would lose interest in my original partner. And if my if and then, and then I'd fall like really back in love with him and I wouldn't want to see anybody else for months and months. Whereas he liked having a lot of sex. And I think to him because um, he was a lot older he was in his 50s um, and I was in my teens when it started um, oh, wow. I was a bit of a status symbol and I think right. he wanted to have possibly I'm not speculating but I think he liked having lots of young women around him mm. who were all as a sort of demonstration of. and I think I made him think he could get good looking teenagers 
so he wanted to keep trying to get good looking teenagers. You were like a symbol. Yes, I was a symbol, yeah, and, and yeah. I, I maybe slightly gave him a false sense of his uh, ability to pull young women. <laughs> well, to be fair, not false because he did pull me, um, and has continued to pull other women in their twenties. He's, he's apparently seeing somebody else in who's like twenty four now, and he's sixty three. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you you can't do anything about that, can you? No. But yeah, um, yeah, I no. look at it, and I, I've only heard this third hand. But I just look at it and I go, but but how? Like. When does that stop? When does that stop? Do you keep seeing people who are in their late 20s and into your 70s? Yeah, or like, yeah. in your 80s? Yeah. How is this still got it? Because I can't imagine dating someone that's 63. I know. Yeah. I know. To be fair, there's, like, shit sex across the whole age spectrum. Right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. consistent shit So, like, you can, you, it could be three minutes when someone's 16 or three minutes when someone's 67. Yeah, absolutely. I mean? yeah, to, and to be fair, the sex was fantastic. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the, emotional, the emotional side of it was a real car crash, but the sex was brilliant. Mm. Um, and I think also this was... I, I, I used to sort of be very big on, like, the BDSM kink scene they met him through that oh, right, yeah. and that's a very like it's kind of like high school like there's a lot of like cliques and social strata and hierarchies and he was quite high up in that world and I liked how that made me feel. Oh, sure. right. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of... It, yeah, you need some you need some need something else going on for you to be able to pull teenagers in your late Yeah. That's the sound bite. Yeah. Um, so one of the things we wanted to talk to you guys about a little bit also is um, the idea of sort of numbers, which we were touching on. So like, the right... The right... I'm using... Why do I always use air quotes? This is the race. As if anyone can see. I do the same as well. Yeah. She's doing air quotes right now. But then yeah. you do it in a voice anyway. It's all right, right for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit slower. Yeah. So People the right number of partners. Yeah. Is there a right number? If so, I mean, I'd be right. deep, deeply shocked if somebody was like, "Yes, and it's actually <laughs> after two consideration, it's two. <laughs> of course, it's not the right no, number. Not. Of course, it's not. Like that's a yeah. ridiculous notion. But you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you have a, a, lumbi- a number you think is air quotes low, um, then you might feel like, oh, I've not done enough. Yeah. If you have one that's air quotes high, you might think, oh, I'm a bit yeah. of a which is I'm both really, wrong. I really, I've, I've sat with seven people and I'm very comfortable with that. Like, I've had yeah. some good sex and bad sex, one one-night stand and some relationships, and I feel like I've had a bit of everything. I possibly, more I doing it again, might might make it to ten and might have a couple more indiscriminate flings. <laughs> but other than that, I feel pretty good about that. I think that you're right in that there isn't a number, but there is a mix. Like, I do think there is a mm. recipe, and I think it's like, take a handful of one-night stands, sprinkle it over a bed. A sprinkling of, like, I don't know one one thing of polyamory maybe or yeah. like one threesome or like one, <laughs> one like slightly rogue choice and yeah. then like a good like good glug of like good long term romantic sex yeah sure <laughs> I think yeah it's like a rap sheet you've completed it yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that was too jealous to do relationships that that's yes. what would happen um, because I think you can if you do find yourself in a long long term relationship where you're going to marry the person and potentially be with them for the rest of your life you don't want to look back and be like that is all I did and I yeah. From for, as someone who ends into a long term relationship without at the time knowing that was what I was doing, like yes. I was twenty three yeah. and we met and we will be together and that that's that kind of thing. I do think that I probably would have had a, maybe a bit of casual sex just to like yeah. just to have done it rather than at, but not out of a place of desire now. But I do think it's important that you look back on your life and you're like I've I've fulfilled everything that I wanted to in those ways and, and had I think a variety I, like, of things. I envy people who have funny stories about like same. I woke up and there was a guy peeing in my shoe. Like I just, <laughs> okay, maybe not that. <laughs> Like, yeah. funny stories yeah I feel like I don't have any good stories it's like I'd only been I do wish I had more sex I do like I feel like it's weird because I feel like I can't do it now because I'm so emotional now mm. but 
but maybe if I'd done it when I was a bit younger, when it was a bit like, oh, whatever, I don't yeah, care. But yeah, I also yeah. think there was a cultural aspect to it as well. Whereas as a black woman, we are... A low number is great. If you, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I it's this, you are such a good girl. You're this, you're this. Like, wow. there is, there's a constant conversation about it and it's ridiculous. So, and, and it's deemed as great. And a lot okay. of girls with low numbers use it as a way to show off their good girlness. Right. Really? And look, I'm like, I'm a wifey material because I've you tell only people? done this. Like, would you kind of say, like, I've got, you know what I mean? I mean, the girls that use it, I don't use it to brag. I don't think it's a bragging yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because it's like, yeah. whatever. But the girls that do, they'll it's be like, well, I've only done this amount of person. I am this wifey right. material. Wow. And culturally, that, that is a thing. And you'd have a lot of black men that would ask, how many people have you slept with? And certain numbers are like, I'm not touching you. Uh, you've slept with this amount of people. Although they could have slept with the whole of Dagenham and Essex. Wow. <laughs> to them, yeah. they're very like, so I do think there was a cultural thing. And it's really weird because I think for black women, you're either sexualized as this like big booty bitch, mm. or you're deemed as the mammy character who is the mum who is a good woman mm. who's thinking so it is I think it's a quite a hard balance and it's only till recently that black women can be like I do have sex and I love it and I enjoy it and I think for a very long time we I will I was taught that like sex was something you did for men yeah you just yeah. enjoyed it it wasn't it wasn't yeah it wasn't yeah. anything that you enjoyed you didn't yeah. get anything out of it yeah. your body at that time was for a man to enjoy it so I think it's only now we're unlearning that actually no yeah. I have every right to enjoy this I have every right to like want to do this. I mean, you still have black men now that would be like, I don't let girls out. No, I black, don't. That's, yeah. This, this, okay, at work, we were doing an article about oral sex and, yeah. and they were putting an illustration in. They were, so they were doing an illustration and the illustrator did it as a, it was a white or light-skinned woman yeah. with a dark-skinned guy. Yeah. And somebody else was like, wait, is that an orbit contentious because black guys don't do that? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? A lot of them do it now, but it took a while but, for them to do it and to, so say, to admit they do it. A lot of them don't admit they do so it. Apart from thing. Americans, Americans are all over the gaff. They'll, 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 they'll <laughs> be like, <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Sure it's a, it's a, my ex never had it done to me. Like, he just didn't do it. And then Where a lot of guys I know from? just don't. I, I have no idea. Oh, yeah, that is a PhD. Like, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have no idea. It's just I want to read a doctorate done. about black guys and oral sex. But that is, that is, yeah, I, I thought that just, was just a rumour. No, no, no. A lot of them. I mean, they probably, I think a lot do do it now and they're very open to it now. But to admit, especially when we were younger, there was a stigma. But getting a blowjob is still fine. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Do you even have Come to on, ask? patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. I mean, there's no reason to have a blowjob. Come on. In you it. I mean, I went to probably like the whitest school ever. Yeah. Um, in Australia. Oh, I don't know. You haven't seen my school. <laughs> so I'm from Australia, in case you couldn't get from my confusing accent. But um, it was a Catholic girls school. Yeah. Um, and whenever sort of um, oral sex on women was talked about, there was always these like horrible like names or jokes. It was like a really shameful thing for like both. So the, the boys would like that did it would be like made fun of. Yeah. And the girls that like it was just that I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't have the same like kind of. Yeah. Racial culturally, fear. it's still a it's still a weird. Maybe thing it's like a, a power thing because like they don't want to be the ones mm. to be going down. Yeah. yeah. But, but then, and, actually, and actually the flip side of that that I've seen is men bragging about like, I'm so good. I made her come in five seconds. But that is such Which is like, actually not better it's, it's, no. it's still bad no insurance hun exactly also I doubt she did if you yeah, down that for five seconds she didn't come and then she it was just like get up just, that's what she's like oh, yeah, get absolutely. out of there brilliant <laughs> you, you killed it just get out let's never do it again it was so good let's just keep it as one I never want to ruin it again yeah. um, there's a study that I read recently about um, how straight men perceive the female orgasm um, so if you've heard this um, study already like, like interesting um 
but basically they got all these straight men and they told them a story that um, a woman had come and it was that they had done it and afterwards they said do you feel more manly after that happening and like 90% of them were like yeah I do so basically oh. 90% of these men thought that the female orgasm was like their achievement was basically it, yeah. but that's wow. but that's not necessarily those men's fault because they're, they're grown up to, to be told oh, that right? absolutely. They're yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and that's the pressure of like if you're not good enough she won't do that yeah yeah so, yeah. so it's like on them so it just like destroys everybody because like mm. as the one receiving that like you don't really want to just be like hammered for ages to you like, yeah exactly <laughs> but i honestly do think women should stop faking it yeah, I, I, mean, agree. I, I, I really think we it's should like, just we've got stop. to stop caring about that ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How like, they feel it's about not it. fair. But also, we need to start saying, "I'm not going to come." This has still been great. You haven't failed mm. because yeah, because yeah, what I do is I'm like, well, not anymore. But I used to be like, oh, that was amazing, so that I don't have to have the awkward conversation. That's just lazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, guys, this has been amazing. <gasps> we are going to do some questions from readers. If that's okay, right. cool. We, up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And now, a word from our sponsor. This week's episode of The Climax is brought to you in association with Love Honey, the UK's most popular online shop for buying adult toys and lingerie. Whether you're looking for a toy for you and your partner, something for solo play, or some sexy new lingerie, you'll find everything you need at Love Honey. From Fifty Shades of Grey-inspired bondage kits to happy rabbits, Love Honey has it all. For more information and to discover the fun for yourself, visit lovehoney.co.uk. What's more, we've got an exclusive 15% discount for listeners. Visit lovehoney.co.uk forward slash The Climax. Thank you to Love Honey. So, Jill, what did you try this week? So, I tried the thrusting rabbit from the Happy Rabbit collection by Love Honey. Like a lot. It's a rabbit and it thrusts. It's got movement to it. It does have movement to it. Um, I enjoyed it. I is it like it. a pogo stick? Does it kind of bounce <laughs> up and down? Um, no, it sort of thrusts back and forth more, I'd say. Um, but it does have quite a lot of movement to it. Um, you, yeah, I, um, it's got 10 functions and it's silicon, so you can, you can vary mm. up the speeds. I mean, so we, we tried out now most of the rabbit collection, the love, the happy rabbit collection that Love Honey have. And I think what's so great about them is that, um, the sort of basic rabbit structure is great for all women, but this, this is like, you you find your niche. So if you're somebody who likes the G-spot, we've tried the G-spot one. If you're somebody who actually really likes the penetrative side of sex, this mm. is for you. So, and I've, like, I tried the one with the thing that goes in your butt. Yeah, um, so the bum one. If you're a butt gal, then that's going to be your favourite. Yeah, I think the thrusting one is is quite good if you want something that feels a bit like having sex. Because mm. I feel like certain sex toys like vibrators and bullets are such a 
they're just completely different entity. Mm. They, they, they are never going to feel a bit like sex. Yeah. And so if you're someone that kind of gets off on fantasies and thinking that you're having sex whilst yeah. you're masturbating, then I think a, a thrusting one is, is quite good for that. Yeah, I think actually it's really interesting. It, it sounds almost silly when you say it's a vibration that feels like having sex, but actually so many of them don't. Mm. And also a lot of the time I, I don't want, I mean, particularly because I'm married, so I can get sex most of the time when I want it. Yeah. And same thing if you're in a long-term relationship. But actually masturbation tends to be quite a different thing. So this is like... This is this is actually if you do want something really close to having sex. Yeah, exactly. Then this this will do the job for you. I I kind of like things sometimes that feel like having sex, um, especially like because I travel quite a lot for work. Mm. Sometimes, if, especially if you're like yeah, if you're in a long distance relationship, it's quite nice yeah. to have something that feels a bit like that. Does it have? Does the level of the intensity of the thrusting vary with different settings? Yeah, it has different intensity. So it's got ten settings, and it can it can vary. And there's also like. Um, different patterns as it were so it's not just about speed but also about how it feels so actually that's also quite interesting if you're somebody who thinks that penetration doesn't do a lot for you you might discover through this that penetration does work Mm. for you it's just not working the way that you've previously had it with a partner definitely I think so many people are like oh this penetration is not my thing I only like foreplay and stuff like that and I think we don't experiment enough often and it's sometimes just the position that you're in is whether or not you like penetration more. Yeah. What have you tried this week? So this week I tried something called a pinwheel. So pinwheels have a bit of a weird origin. They were, they're originally used um, to tell whether somebody can feel their limbs. Okay. So they were developed like when people, um, when people had paralysis or when people had sort of spinal issues, um, they would roll them over the, the skin to see if they could feel the thing. And what it is, is it's a sort of, imagine like a flower shape, except all the petals have little spikes and it rotates on a wheel. It's like, like a windmill, mm. but for sex. Right. Like a sex windmill. Um, so you roll it, so, so in, in terms of medical, in a, in a medical application, it would be, or just if you can feel it, in a BDSM application, it is a sort of, very interesting tickly scratchy pain Mm. and it's a really I mean personally I find it a really nice sensation if you're somebody who likes having like nails like your nails run down your back or on the crook of your arm this is something you'll really like yeah it's very sharp it makes kind of the the it makes the skin in your neck go tight it makes you all sort of bristly it's a very visceral feeling um but I really like them and I think it's great I mean the perfect scenario with one of these is that your partner you or your partner is tied up and blindfolded um and then you're doing lots of different sensual things to them um you know like pinching their nipples or stroking them or using a feather a feather tickler love honey has very good ones of those actually um and then you know you can and then using the pinwheel as well it's perfect for a kind of sensual pleasure pain pleasure ple- oh pleasure pain hard to say <laughs> it's perfect uh, for a kind of pleasure pain sensual sex session mm. where you're um driving your partner sort of really wild with desire by doing lots of different things to them yeah so good for like teasing and foreplay perfect for teasing i would say um be aware that it is sharp so uh don't press really really hard start really light and build up you don't want to break the skin with it mm. um if you do break the skin with it it's really important to remember that you sterilize it properly because obviously blood can be um risky in terms of infection so make sure that you keep it clean if you are even if you're not puncturing the skin if you're using it with multiple people it is worth just giving it a quick detol wipe in between mm. um and as ever it's the kind of thing that you're going to want to check that the other person's interested in using yeah. first just don't get out just don't just whip, whack it out. Yeah, you can't just whip your pinwheel out. Also, I would say, store it safely, because my husband kept ours in a, uh, a cup of pens, and I went to get a pen, and I got a <laughs> handful of pinwheel. So, um, it's, yeah, you, use with caution, but enjoy, because they are, they're, they're an exciting, interesting toy. They used to be really niche on the BDSM scene, and actually now they're much more kind of mainstream. Yeah. Um, because people have realised that you don't have to be doing, like, attaching electrodes to your labia to be able to enjoy some of the lighter sides of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Amazing. Well, if you're interested in any of those products or indeed any of the Love Honey products, uh, we have an exclusive 15% off discount if you go to lovehoney.co.uk forward slash the climax. So enjoy. So this is the part of the episode where uh, people tend to send us in questions. Okay. Again, we're not just saying we didn't encourage this. People just did. So now we answer the questions because uh, that's the sort of people we are. <laughs> yeah, so we good. only had one this week. And this is from a woman who said, this is not from me, I promise. <laughs> Dear the climax, my husband is very vanilla in bed. He can't seem to bring himself to do even anything, even a tiny bit rough. Can I talk him into being more exciting? Yeah, for sure. Yes, you have to. Absolutely. Otherwise, <laughs> good I mean, guy is strong. You just have to. Yeah. yeah. How, how it? Like, I mean, uh, obviously she can't answer this or whoever's asked this but like playing with toys is a really good way mm. um, if you start kind of playing with toys and, and showing that you're like pleasuring yourself I think that's a natural arousal for someone who's in love with you um, hopefully your husband is in love with you yeah. um, <laughs> right. but then I think that's a really good prompt to then introduce possibilities in a kind of a, a soft way mm. um, and then get them to kind of come in on the play that you've started so you're in control of it mm. um, it's an interesting question though isn't it it was like to what extent you have a right to like decide what other what turns other people on and if like someone yeah. genuinely just enjoys vanilla like yeah. smoochy smoochy sex with like a spotify romance playlist mm-hmm. in the background yeah, like, so often, that's yeah. Great. yeah. i mean I've, i have that need you know yeah. <laughs> like it's i don't know how much it is for you to try and like change that i know it's so yeah. you have to yeah. work together but i, I think that, i think that's my yeah that's my concern is that if if she was saying my husband wants to do really rough sex and I'm not comfortable because I would be like don't do it yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. true is it is it that he doesn't genuinely doesn't want to do it or that he he sees her as a wife which is again the yep. thing we're talking about yeah and I've definitely known a lot of people who are having like crazy dirty kinky sex and then got into long-term relationships or got married or have babies and then suddenly the guy was like oh yeah. but I don't want to I know men that don't get um blowjob from their girlfriends or would, would do from other girls because they deem it as quite dirty things oh, to do. Yeah, or like degrading. Yeah, yeah, they deem it quite degrading. So they don't get their girlfriends to give them like, a blowjob so or anything. So where are they getting oh, They're cheating. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> in total, when you see them, that's so what that's they do. so much better. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, morally for yeah. them, that's they're apparently like better. hiring a contractor. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> legitimately <laughs> to see to their like, needs. I think in moral top trumps, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think going to get a blowjob from anyone else really it's went out. Is it, I do think that's a good point, because at what point did she realise he had vanilla sex did they wait till marriage or was he always like this in their relationship mm. before they got married because if he was yeah. always like this this is what he was or into or is he just a bit bored maybe yeah it's probably that but also I think it's that um, dirty kinky rough sex has become way more mainstream in the last probably five years when I when I joined the like BDSM community when I was 18 it was very like shocking and unusual mm-hmm. and, and and the idea that I wanted to like get tied up or get hit or whatever was shocking to people mm. whereas now when I'm like yeah my husband slapped me people are like yeah who hasn't been slapped during sex get over yeah. it and it's actually made me sad you see what was special about it <laughs> it was my thing <laughs> it was my thing being being the dirty one was my thing and actually now you see 14 year old girls walking around with with collars on mm. um, and it's and it's just the BDSM has become really mainstream, mainstream. Yeah, so yeah. maybe it's that she's like seen Fifty Shades and heard her friends talking seen about it. Seen a few things, yeah. Because I think I'm probably quite vanilla in bed, to be fair. Like I don't, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be called a slag. And maybe it's the weird. issues I'm dealing with. I no, just don't want to be called weird. that. Yeah. And I'm a friend of mine saying there's a massive problem with that. She goes home with guys from Tinder and they like pull her hair don't really hard, and, like, put their hand around her, around her throat, and she's like. But what? But no, yeah, no. Just, just me and call me beautiful. <laughs> and, but I think genuinely there has become this like perception that all women secretly want super rough, super, super dirty mm. sex. And actually, 
I think Fifty Shades has a lot to answer for with Absolutely. that. Because it's like, oh, there's loads of untapped like women who just want this thing that they don't I, want to talk no. about. And it's like, no. Thing, yeah, and the worst thing about that... Dear old James. Is, yeah, <laughs> it's just like the romantic undertone of it. So it's meant to be this... They've, they've got the narrative everybody knows of like the man and it's romantic and he's going to like be the one to save you. And then they've added on this layer of... Um, all the stuff that they do and it's yeah. like the two they just tried to merge the two so it's what yeah. we recognise and something it's new yeah. and all the meaning people are taking from it is just like damaging basically. yeah that wouldn't work with yeah. sex yeah. yeah I have such mixed feelings about it because I think it was a sexual revolution for women and it launched a vast amount of product of like sex, sex toys for women that are amazing and it has it has unlocked this conversation about female sexuality so I love that but then there is this side thing about like why does it have to be a girl who doesn't want to do this stuff? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, why can't she be a horny little fucker who's like, yeah, who's actually I'm going to do all this it. stuff? Yeah. And she's not doing it to please him. And why is it like, yeah, yeah you know what? Yeah, I want and you to I do will, that to I me. Would, I will keep. I would so happily take that like, he's really rich. I will get past the idea that she's twenty three and she's never masturbated. Like, I will accept that she doesn't have a laptop and she's just had a four year degree in American college. <laughs> all of that, if she could just have had a wank once. Yeah, yeah. Just one wank. The wank because I'm I'm like that. I don't wank. I, I'm just really no. It's weird. No, it's to actually me. not weird. I'm oh, sorry. I'm I, like, sorry. It's not weird not to masturbate. Lots of people don't, and it's again, it's this swing in the other direction. I mm. mean, I think I'm going to go there soon because for the longest time, I was just like, I find it weird the idea of me turning me on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I feel like she's someone else being in the room to turn me on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's really weird. I think that must be from being in a long-term relationship from a young age. Maybe. Yeah. So I think if you had longer, where your own, where your sexual experiences were like ones you created for yourself, you wouldn't find that weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so true. Because you taught yours, because you, you and your ex, presumably, like brought each other up sexually. Like, yeah, you, basically, you yeah, did all of that together. So the idea of doing, uh, the idea it was of like just being by myself and being like, and like yeah. what? What, is, what prompts it? Is it like, oh, I'm going to do this now? I think you should. I think you should genuinely make like 2019 the year. The, the and just year go at it. Year. I think I might yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the year of the if wank. If any sex sponsors would like to sponsor, <laughs> my year of the wank. <laughs> I think. Oh my god, what a great! You should do it. As like, you could do it. As you a could, blog or I should write it. Yes, yeah, like should. 100 days of wanking. Yes. Oh my god, yes. Like, yes. Like, yes. Remember that woman who, the woman who cooked every single Elizabeth David or Elizabeth Child recipe. Yeah. Julian, Julia, Julia Child. She cooked yeah. every single oh, recipe. Right. You can do that. You can wank every single recipe. Every single day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I could try it. But I, I hope I think it's got There's definitely a feature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone will take it. Yeah. But it's important. Like, wank. Wanking is important because un- I, unless you know what you like, you I can't think it tell is as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. That's what feels good. That's what works for me. Like, you're not going to know. I think it's okay not to like it as long as you've given it a proper try. Like, yeah. Like, like mushrooms. Like, yeah. give, it, give it the chance. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I used to hate mushrooms growing up. And what all those years I wasted because mushrooms are great. Like, you might feel the I've same way. I've wasted all of these years not liking them, and they're so good. I definitely think, um, like, in the process of us doing the show, we've tried out loads and loads of sex toys. Yeah. There have been times where I've had to put aside my, like, thoughts where I'm like, oh, this is a bit embarrassing, or, like, what am I doing? Yeah. With some of the, like, more unusual toys, perhaps. Um, <laughs> like, I'm thinking... I had to put stuff up my butt. You didn't yeah. have to do it. How do you feel after it? Like, after <laughs> you've, like, had it's nothing to do with You just, like, take it out, like, I, okay, I, I'm done now. Well, it's the same, to be honest. It's yeah, the same thing with sex. Yeah. You're just yeah. lying around and wet. A bit sleepy. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's similar. At least it's shared, because I'd be like, oh, okay, put a roll over. Do you know what? By myself I love you, me. I, what I will admit is that sometimes if I if I, I don't watch a huge amount of porn, I'd prefer to read porn, but if I do watch it, as soon as they finish ranking, I'm like, oh, turn that off, that's disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to see any of that. <laughs> I, think, I think getting yourself off is actually quite hard. Like trying it is to hard. because I think 
a lot of like a female mentality can often be like overanalyzing. I think with guys, you just kind of do it and you just get on with it. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, oh, what I'm thinking about, and then I'm trying to think about what I'm doing, and yeah. then I'm overanalyzing the process, and then I'm embarrassed by my own fantasies. Yeah, like, yeah. two voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, getting out of your own head is the challenging thing with yeah. it, and just like focusing in and yeah. giving yourself a cuddle afterwards. Cool. <laughs> For vanilla sex, what should she do? <laughs> In conclusion, I think she should to- speak to him honestly about her fantasies. And I always think that finding a film where something you like happens, maybe not Fifty Shades, but like other films, like Blue is Almost Colour or something like that. Yeah. Find a film where something sexy you like happens. Watch it with your partner. Don't be like, we're going to have a relationship moment. Just put it on. Yeah. Watch it together and then be like, oh, I found that really hot. Maybe we could try that and show them mm, show them yeah. how good it can look when it's well lit and it's two very attractive people going <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah what I've done in the past is I've said um, I really liked it when you did this and then I say but it would be really good if we like added this on yes and then it's yeah. like a really gentle yeah. way because then it's like then they don't feel like oh I wasn't good enough I didn't do, yes. I didn't do yeah, enough yeah, yeah. it's like this was great yeah. but let's try it that way and I think that's actually like a really classic management technique yeah. if, you're, if you're managing a team <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you did a great job on the social media last week but could you however yeah. 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 if we wanted to make this more vanilla we can go back to managing <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's micromanage our orgasms I literally <laughs> if um, we've come to the end of this session um, if anybody would like to find more about you guys where can they find you um, so you can check out the Femedic at www.thefemedic.com. So the Femedic is spelt F-E-M-E-D-I-C. Um, also, we're on Twitter at the Femedic, so follow us. Um, we run events around London um, every few months. And, yeah, come check us out. Say hi. Cool. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Tolly underscore T. That's all my socials. It's Tolly underscore T. And you can listen to me if you want to hear more of my voice on the Receipts podcast, which comes out every Wednesday. It's very good. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you, you guys so much. Thank you for thank having you. us. So, guys, that was uh, that was our discussion about safe sex. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. There's a new episode out every Monday. And rate and leave a comment so that more people can find the show. But only if the comments are nice. Yeah, don't leave us any mean comments. If we don't like any kind of feedback. <laughs> anything at all. Any criticism, leave no, it Even if it's constructive, we're not interested. Only praise. <laughs> so thank you, guys, and until next week. been a candy store production hosted by angelica malin and rebecca reed produced by van connor sex with os by mobile steam unit appears under creative commons 3.0 visit candy store productions at candystoreproductions.co.uk hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.